One of the most difficult things as a church kid has been finding my place in this world. You know, being in this world, but not of it. So the Sanctify Way is our chance to create a safe space for church kids. And let's grab a coffee and let's have a little talk with Jesus and tell him really how ghetto it is down here. (laughs) Let's go. So today we are going to talk about promises. But before we get into all of that, Happy New Year. It is 2023. Is anybody else like amazed at how time has flown by? Um, And like I said in my intro, um, it is a little bit ghetto down here. So 2022 was an interesting year for me, but one that I don't take for granted because I call myself like to call myself privileged that God would show me the things that he's shown me even if I have to go through the things that I have to go through to get there um so 2022 was a year but I believe 2023 is the year to um shoot your shot shameless plug I do have a planner that is available for purchase on the website you can go grab that but today I want to dive into a familiar story that Every church kid (laughs) probably knows, Um, but I want to talk about Abraham and Isaac. Um, Backstory before we get to this is that Abraham has been promised this son, that he's going to be the father of many nations and that there's going to be, he's, I think it says his seed is going to be numbered uh, like the sand on the seashore. So it's going to be a lot. His lineage is going to be tough. But the only problem is that Abraham doesn't have a son. So the only way that can happen is if, you got it, Abraham has a son. Um, He and Sarah are getting old. They kind of try to do things their way. And Ishmael is born. Another story for another day. Um, But ultimately, God fulfills his promise. And at this time, Sarah is 90. Yeah, 90. And she has a baby. And they call that baby Isaac. And so at this point in the story, um, I'm going to be coming from Genesis chapter 22. But before I get to chapter 22, I want to <laughs> I want to emphasize how chapter 21 ends. So chapter 21 ends um, the last verse in that chapter. Um, Genesis 21 and 34 says, and Abraham lived as an alien in the land of the Philistines or Philistines, however you want to say it, for many days. Okay, so at this point, Abraham is chilling. He has gotten his promise from God. He is comfortable. He understands it. It all makes sense, right? Then we get to chapter 22. And when I tell you that uh, God was like, I bet, let's do this. So he's testing Abraham and he tells him, you know, calls his name Abraham. Abraham, being the gracious servant that he is, says, here I am, Lord. Um, God then says, hey, uh, (laughs) take your son, the one that I promised you, your only son, the one whom you love. Um, Go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt sacrifice. Uh, We're offering on one of the mountains that I tell you about, Abraham ironically prepares to do it okay he brings his son ties him up uh well brings him up takes him on this trip and isaac is looking like hey dad um 
I see we got all the wood and we and we gonna build this fire, but um, <laughs> what are we sacrificing? Cause at this point it's just him and his dad. <laughs> so Abraham's like the Lord will provide. Abraham's faith was strong. Um, so the reference scriptures that I want to point to is Genesis twenty two nine through uh really. 17. I'm not going to read it all. I'm just going to read some points in it. Um, and it says, as I, um, Abraham puts Isaac on the wood, he lays him up there. He lifts up the knife to slaughter his son for the sacrifice. And the angel of the Lord calls to him and says, Abraham, Abraham, again, availing himself. Abraham says, here am I, or here I am. And the angel says, look, don't, don't lay a hand on the boy. Don't do anything to him. For now that I know that you fear God message, since you have not withheld your only son from me. Um, Abraham looks up, sees a ram in the bush. He ends up offering the ram rather than his son. And Abraham calls the place Jehovah Jireh. Uh, because the Lord will provide. Um, and after that, the angel of the Lord then says to him, um, by myself, I have sworn, this is the Lord's declaration because you have done this and have not withheld your only son. I will indeed bless you and make your offspring as numerous as the stars of the sky and the sand on the seashore. Your offspring will possess the city gates of their enemies and all the nations of the earth will be blessed by your offspring because you have obeyed my command. Then he went back to the men that were waiting at the bottom of the mountain. They got up and they all went back to where he lived, right? That's a complicated story because Isaac was the promise. He was the tangible sign that God had done exactly what he said he would do. Okay, he'd given Abraham this promise. He could see it, he could feel it, he could touch it. He could experience it. He was seeing it grow. Um, not to mention his wife was of an older age. So that was in and of itself a blessing. Um, Abraham was older than Sarah. So Abraham was probably about 100 when Isaac was born. But God had fulfilled his promise, right? Um, but what this does to me, it formed uh, this question in my spirit. And I want to share it with you all was, if I hold on so tightly... To what God has given me, my promise, that I can't reach for God's hands. What exactly am I doing? I'm going to say that again. If I hold on so tightly to what God has given me, my grip is so tight that I can't reach for God's hands. What am I doing? Because the reality of it is, is, it, is if it comes from God. It comes from God. It still belongs to him, even what he's given me. Ultimately, my job is to remember that it still belongs to God. And the truth is that when I let go, God will catch it. God will catch it. And if God catches it, it will never, ever fall. So there's this exchange of, you know, 
I posted on my Facebook status, I think it was yesterday, that I'm learning the subtle art of holding on and letting go. Because in holding on to God's promises, I have to not have my grip so tight that if God wants to shift or pivot me, that I'm not ready because I'm so attached to the promise that he's given me. Um, Sanctify is in a, an amazing space right now. And I've used this month to kind of consecrate my mind because I believe I have to release Sanctify into the hands of God at this point. So that God can catch it. It will never fall. But I'm also available to reach for God when I need to. To hold on to God's hands when I need to. Because I am understanding that you've given me the promise. I'm seeing the manifestation of it. But I've got to release. I've got to let it go so that God can catch it. And God doesn't have butterfingers. So what better person to hold on to what I have been promised than the person who promised it because even though it is mine it is still God's and him giving it to me is an honor and a privilege of him giving his promise to me so for me that's like all right God is yours anyway so I've kind of shifted my mind to believe that moving to the next phase will require me To let God have it. And I don't know how many of you are in the same predicament. But it's. It feels weird. But at the same time I'm at peace. Because I trust that God knows what he's doing. Right. And I want to draw something else that this place was called. Jehovah Jireh after God had provided the ram and the bush. In the place of Isaac. And God was being called the provider. The Lord was being called the provider. But only after he had been shown that Abraham would not withhold anything, even what he loved most from God. So provision comes after there's an exchange between me and God. And I think a lot of times we want to force God or try to force God to provide for us when we've not given anything in exchange for his provision. Um, whether that be a request, us literally saying out loud, laying our pride aside to say, God, I don't have it and I need you to have it. Or whether it's us Just coming to terms with the fact that it doesn't belong to us. God's promise is God's promise to me. It will be a tangible sign. I'll be able to feel it. It will manifest. Um, But I have to remember that it still belongs to God. And he will provide when there is an exchange. That just blew my mind. I don't know if that blessed y'all as much as it blessed me, but it did. And it made things so much easier for me to just kind of process. It was good. Uh, 
and I'm appreciative of that. Um, and then after he's named the place Jehovah Jireh, because the Lord has provided, the angel of the Lord speaks to him again. And it's after that point that he affirms and confirms the promise that God made. Because Abraham was obedient and chose to give up what he loved most in order to show God that, look, it's still yours. The angel comes back and gives him a message from God that he will surely bless him because of his obedience. And anytime in scripture, um, <coughs> excuse me, anytime in scripture that. An angel of the Lord or the voice of God is being heard as surely blessed. It is him doubling down on what he said. If he says, I will surely bless you. It's like, no, I know I said I would bless you, but I'm absolutely going to blow your mind and how I'm about to bless you. That is the equivalent of surely <laughs> in the Bible. That is God saying, no cap, I'm going to bless you and I'm going to bless you real good. Um, and not only does he bless Abraham, but he says, I am going to make your offspring as numerous as the stars of the sky. This is coming from this man who barely believed like, well, he believed, but you have one child. Now, how are you going to be the father of all these offspring? But then we come to learn, you know, Isaac has Jacob. Jacob becomes Israel. Israel is the father of the 12 nations. And they become the children of Israel. Like what? God's beloved people. And then not only does he say that they're going to be numerous. It's going to be a lot of them. Um, but they will possess the city gates of their enemies. So not only am I going to bless your offspring and bless you to have a lot of them, I'm also going to bless them so that they will be victorious in every single thing that they do. Ooh, y'all. Y'all. Seriously. All we have to do is let it go. And if you have any children or any nieces or nephews or any close children that you are in the vicinity of, you know that Elsa sings this song, <laughs> says, let it go. And it's really her making an honest confession that what she has been wrestling with is really a part of who she is. And there are some of us that have been wrestling with the promise and it doesn't necessarily look like what we think it'll look like, but we do have possession of the promise. And I believe we're entering into a season where God is requiring us to let go of all of our um, inhibitions about believing him. All of our inhibitions about so many things because he wants us to see the fruit of the promise, but he also wants us to remember that it still belongs to God. So that's our task for this week is to remember that God showed Abraham the ram 
the provision, all of that. When Abraham did what God had said. Um, and that's profound. It, it's profound. Um, and another thing before I go is, uh, it's probably very likely that the ram that was on the mountain was there all along. It just was that Abraham was so focused on sacrificing that he didn't see it until God called his attention to it. And um, Dr. Tony Evans said something in his study Bible. And he says that while Abraham walked up one side of the mountain with his problem, God had arranged it so that up the other side of the mountain was coming his answer. However, the answer was not revealed until obedience was completed. That's so good, y'all. That is so good that... We we approach God with a problem. Because even though Abraham was obedient, like I would have to think that in his mind he's like, bruh, this is the only son that I have. And I have prayed a very long time for him. And now you want me to sacrifice it? So Abraham was indeed coming up the mountain with his problem. And up the other side, God was providing a ram. But only was it revealed when Abraham was completely obedient. So your obedience matters. And it is the season for us to let go. Release our grip on our promise that God has given us. Um. So that we can hold on to God and watch him give us the answers that we've been longing for. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. And if you'd like to follow me along my journey, you can follow me at the Sanctified Chick on Instagram. And for all things Sanctify, you can follow the Sanctify brand at the Sanctify brand on Instagram as well. And if you want to know more, you can follow us on our website at www.thesanctifybrand.com. Until next time, be you, be grateful. But most importantly, I need you to be Sanctify.